I had I made some notes. Here's what our prep looks like, everyone, just in case you're curious. Um, no, you want to see what my prep looks like? <laughs> Let me show you the pure gold that is my preparation. <laughs> A blank ideas. sheet of paper that says ideas with it creatively circled. <laughs> um, I tend to just write a word. And then as I'm trying to think, I just, I highlight, like, I make the word prettier or I like draw around it instead of actually mm. like writing down ideas. So They say very artistic people do that. No. <laughs> I have no artistic talent whatsoever, but let's roll with it. Fine. Um, I wrote some things down that I wanted to mention because I knew I was going to forget. So you know how like in past episodes we've talked about how like white people are so weird when they name their kids, right? White people are weird in general. Right. But yes. yes. But you know, like it'll be like, so it's like McKaylee or something like that, but it's E-I-G-H. I have a girl in my theology class named Kaylee. How do you think it's spelled? C-A-Y- L E E G H E. I appreciate the effort. No, it's C A I L E I G H. I've seen I've seen a similar thing. Oh no, sorry, it's C E I. I forgot because my my professor was like Seely. Like, how do you say your name? And she was like, Oh, it's Kaylee. It's Kaylee. <laughs> like, I was just like, and I knew I had to mention it because I've. I've mocked them so many times that I had to say something. So you know what's funny though is we're making fun of this and we're like inching closer to the point where we're gonna have those weird kid names. Um, I would just like to say that my kid names are unique, but at least they're not spelled weird. But they're gonna be weird white people kid names. I love that though. Like Branch. Yeah. <laughs> You're like you won't be able to find your name. It's not gonna be Branch. Get out of here. It's actually stump. <laughs> Thank you very much. No, it's, um, I hate to reveal my names here. No one steal that. It's trademarked to my future offspring. Oh, no. no. I heard about one the other week that I know where they were going with this, but it's such a bad idea. So they were going in like an artistic, like painting on a wall, like hippie, very in touch with nature vibe. Hmm. They named this poor girl Swallow, like the bird. No. (gasps) Of all the birds you could choose, her name Peacock would have been better. Like, <laughs> oh no! If she doesn't grow up to start an OnlyFans, she is missing her. And audience. like, what do you what do you say to that? Like, what a beautiful baby! What's her name? Swallow. And you're like, let's <laughs> come again. <laughs> yeah don't laugh whatever you do make the eye lip eye face (laughs) that's me the whole time like oh i saw a text it's probably a fake text exchange but it's like someone being like oh i heard you're pregnant congratulations do you have any name ideas and they're like oh my gosh thank you we're thinking of going with r they spelled it r-a-e-f-y-l-e pronounced rifle and the person was just like Oh, <laughs> tell me you're from Alabama without telling me you're from Alabama. They would have spelled it wrong. They're probably from like the North pretending to be Southern. Oh God, the Midwest, West Virginia. <laughs> so West Virginia vibe. On a totally separate subject, but on a way funnier subject. Okay. 
there's this thing here called slim world that's the equivalent of weight watchers it's the same concept you know you come together you all weigh yourself you cry and then you leave and you count how many (laughs) you count you have a group cry session and you leave that's how many calories do you think you lose in a good cry session that's what i want to know they're like they're like they're bawling and staring at their fitbits to watch their heart rate (laughs) 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 is that high enough you just start like flailing yourself on the no you have to like heave you're like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's the crunching that's 10 more calories that's the that's the money maker anyway. but it's it's called slim world and the way that they count calories i'm sure there's all the, each of them have a system like the same concept but a different name have the same system but the things that are like not great foods that are like cheat meals they call sins and so one of our guy friends went on slimming world which was hilarious because he like didn't want to tell anyone about it and someone found the slimming world like check-in like how's your day going and so he had to say uh, you know i'm going to slimming world (laughs) and then so for weeks everybody because they call the cheats sins was like (laughs) how many sins is that? Like whatever he was eating, like how many sins have you had today? <laughs> Personally, I'm up to three and I'm going to tell you what they are and it's lying. I would expect nothing <laughs> Adultery <else. laughs> and imbibing. So that's where I'm at. Imbibing. My sins in food order are, I had, I had um, part of a pizza for dinner. <gasps> I don't know how many sins that would be, but I'm thinking like three and a half. (laughs) It depends though. You know, like it's a gluten-free pizza, obviously. It's gluten and dairy-free. It's only 2.4 in my opinion. It's like two and three fourths. (laughs) I had, um, I hate cooking and even pasta I'm too lazy for sometimes. So now they make 90 second, like pre scope of privilege. I'm telling you higher and higher. Um, they you make- want me to put dry noodles into in boiling water? water? And I have to like stand there and stir it? Who has the time during COVID to do that? Why not just cry yourself off a few more calories and order delivery? <laughs> <laughs> did I? Maybe. But uh, <laughs> what I also did, though, before I decided that... So I have a separate delivery story. It's teeny tiny before we actually dive into this episode. Um... I end up buying these like 90 second, uh, Bria makes these like pre-made pasta. It's like instant rice, but for pasta, you know, it's mm-hmm. like how uncle, is it Brown? Uncle Brown or Ben? Uncle Ben maybe? Ben, ben. I would not, I would not call it uncle Brown. <laughs> that would not be my marketing strategy. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know. So uh, anyway, uncle Ben, you know how they have like the rice packs you put in the microwave for 90 seconds and ta-da, you have a meal. They have a pasta now and I ate those and unsatisfying and unfulfilling, but <laughs> I don't have to cook. So, and then I was like, that did nothing for me. The real winner. <laughs> and I was, so I was going to do, I, like I've told Hannah, I love salad and there's this place it's called just salad. And I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but they're also, what do they a- have there? You'd be surprised. <laughs> they have salad, but they also have soup and wraps. So they're kind of lying. They had like the same thing in Texas, but they called it salada, which is literally salad. <laughs> um, but it was really good. It was a good yeah. place to eat. Yeah, and they, they have do really... like the bowl mixing, so you feel like you're in like a minus two Michelin star restaurant. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Michelin <degree>. adjacent, <laughs> uh, <laughs> perpendicular. <laughs> Don't make me start that again. Anyway, 
Um, they have really good salads there. And I was going to get the chicken. I mean, I hope so. That's their whole marketing strategy. <laughs> they had a chicken pita that I really wanted. And they also had, I love a good Caesar classic moment. So I was going to order just a couple of salads and like not feel too bad about ordering delivery because it's salad. But because there were no delivery people nearby, it was a nine, nine, $10 delivery fee. And those salads were already pretty expensive. They wanted me to pay $55 to have salad delivered. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to order ribs. Go to a grocery store and make your own salad? No, Hannah. Do you know me at all? No. (laughs) Have we met? (laughs) Hi. I'm Emma and I don't like to do anything that's logical or convenient. So I ordered ribs instead because the delivery fee was 99 cents. So Uber Eats is sabotaging my health. As far as I'm concerned. Open question. How does America's nutritional health get so poor? Answer. It was only 99 cents to get ribs delivered. It was $50 to get salad delivered. I would just like to say. And the funny thing is I have four packs of salad in my fridge right now. So just lettuce sitting there ready to go. But I don't have cooked chicken. I don't have chickpeas. Like I don't have all the, the shebang for the salad. So... You know what's the best thing about our friendship, honestly, which is, is in any other scenario in my life, I'm usually like the eccentric one or the one who's like wild and illogical and just like buys things. You're friends with British people. So, yeah. And then our friendship is so nice because I'm so grounded and anchored and logical and I get to feel so reasonable. <laughs> we just did um, for our team meeting, we each took like those like Myers Briggs S personality test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I am in what am I? E F T J. I think something like that. I N F J. Yeah, I knew that you'd be an I, and in in I am not. So I'm like judging, feeling, sensing, and extroversion because I'm like I feel everything. So, but the point is, I base all of my decisions off of emotion. So. Mm-hmm. My therapist says I should stop that, but mm. I don't know. I don't know, Carol. We'll have to chat about that. Anyway, that was all I had for our um, pre-episode, which is an episode into itself chat. It really so. usually is. I think it's time. It is time. I, I, I agree. I think the dogs would agree with that as well. <laughs> Sleeping Miko, do you agree? Just don't say her name too loudly. <laughs> we don't need <laughs> it's like the t-rex if you don't move i can't can't see see you yeah i'm not this is the first moment of peace i've had all day so anyway let us begin i am hannah and i am emma and this is the transcontinental tea part of the show where larry comes out and sings a silly song wait <laughs> i knew you were either gonna do a, a veggie tales reference there or a whose line and i wasn't sure which way you were gonna go but. i can't tell you i thought whose line would have been good <laughs> the show's made up and the points don't matter. don't matter uh it's really annoying to me because apparently not everybody was raised in like a waspy environment and so many veggie tales references are just like mm. and i will understand all of them there's this guy who works out front his name is chad and He's one of those guys that, like, there's always, like, a guy in the office who doesn't really, you have no idea what he does. Like, he could literally be making bombs and you have no idea. And he just, like, works there. 
and he's outside of our main office so we always just kind of loop him into the conversation almost not to be mean but as like a funny thing like isn't that right chad and and (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um one of the guys that i work with was like singing the um the cucumber dance song Mirel Pepino <laughs> and, and then it got stuck in my head so I started singing it and I looked at Chad and I'm like you know you could sing the where is my hairbrush song because you don't have any hair and he's like but then the song wouldn't make sense and I'm like <laughs> Are we, I, does that speak to our age or our culture or both yes. Okay, it's, it's a yes. It's a yes. <laughs> you are both old and white, if you know what that is. Um, cheeseburger is my personal favorite. <laughs> I love it. I had to stop myself from singing it. That's bad. <laughs> also, the rumor weed movie. Big deal. Um, there's a, there's a big influence on me. <laughs> I have seen every episode of VeggieTales. They did a redesign of the characters for like the current VeggieTales though. And I, I really reject it. No. I'm not ready for that. No. Bye. I'm not here. No, absolutely not. Junior looks totally different. I'm like, leave him alone. So. My favorite one was the British one. Of course it was. So that's why. Um, I, don't, I think Larry and I just really vibe you know i was way more bob than larry we have to get off of this train because <laughs> yeah. nobody cares you were born into a christian household in the 90s or the early 2000s you know what we're talking about but that's it other than that i'm so sorry to have wasted your time <laughs> like you have no idea what we're talking about no. but you missed out anyway moving on um what are we talking about today han what's our what's our tea today so the transcontinental tea as i started to introduce is where we bring tea that is global. You know, we're basically the BBC, but with different hair and way lower like budget and no makeup artists. We are the BBT. No studios. (laughs) The BB, what was the tea? (laughs) Oh, tea. tea. You needed a second. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I I was with you listening. I I too needed a second. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) transcontinental tea for this week is actually about MLMs. And if you're like us, as soon as you hear the word slash acronym MLM, you're like, eh. like, get out. I don't know that? how they do. <laughs> so it's about multi level marketing schemes that also known as pretty much MLMs that pretty much all yes, of us are also think, known as pyramid schemes. There you go. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I'm no, wrong thing. Okay. Wait, is the Illuminati a pyramid scheme? Open question. That's it amongst yourself. Please send your opinions into us about that. I think technically Scientology is. Absolutely. As an aside. It's also a cult, but they're also arguably cults. So it's all, the Venn diagram is a circle. (laughs) All Venn diagram. It's just one circle though. You know what I'm saying? Because like Venn diagrams in theory, that's a thing people say, like the Venn diagram of people who this and people who that. It's just a circle. And by that, they mean there is no separation. <laughs> so you can think I'm stupid, but I know what I'm talking about. I say what I say. <laughs> anyway, moving forward. 
Maybe we should just do that intro again where there's one line going straight. I so, would do that, but transcontinental I don't know how to do that with the video, so we're just going to have to roll with this. <laughs> transcontinental tea is about MLMs today. Thank you for your time. <laughs> that's it. That's all we have to say. <laughs> that's, that's it. I am signing off before <clears throat> we go off on another tangent. True. Really, though, it's time for the tea of the week. I agree. I think that we should have just the tea. Ah, now if we get if I edit this correctly, people should see what we see every time I play that audio. So, oh, weird. That's gonna be trippy. It's gonna be strange. Anyway, um, usually just us bouncing around, going t t t. Yes. So. So I actually have a tea of the week that is a phone a friend tea of the week that my colleague doesn't know that I'm sharing, but anything that you share in the workplace is now my intellectual property. So I'm going to share it. <laughs> kind of in general and also all my friends know. So, yep. <laughs> so just a quick life update for you guys, because obviously my lockdown life is riveting. It is so much. It's, it's so much content. Like, anyway. I have done nothing and that streak continues. So the one thing that did happen this last week though, my husband had a previous house that he and his old roommate bought together Mm -hmm. because in the UK, it's like a totally different system for mortgages. So instead of you buying a house and your money being tied to the outcome of that house, you're tied into a mortgage scheme here. So basically the investment that you make only grows. Scheme. <laughs> the game for foot. <laughs> Freaking foot. <laughs> so, yeah. So, basically, instead of it being tied to the outcome of a particular house, your mortgage just grows in value because your initial investment continues down the line. Gotcha. Anyway. I'm an escrow. <laughs> I am an escrow. <laughs> Throw in the coffee. I'm an escrow. If anyway. you want to know so... what we're talking about, read last week's episode. <laughs> It is a Gilmore Girls quote. So uh, he and his old roommate are both now married and have since put the house on the market. And uh, my in-laws are living there right now. And it actually sold. They got an offer and they accepted it. Yay! The slight negative to this is super tiny, is that potentially all three of my family units, so myself and my husband, my brother and sister-in-law and my mother and father-in-law could potentially be homeless as of May because we have not bought a house yet. But you're renting. We are, but our contract ends in May. And the dangersome part here is we don't want to lease for another year because we're buying, but then... What do you do? Homelessness. (laughs) And currently... My brother and sister-in-law, who have also recently purchased a property at the end of last year, don't have the keys to that property yet because of a garden dispute over the border. It's literally like the Alamo. It's so wild. Like, you see it and you're like, let them have it. (laughs) Like It's just a garden. Just take that. (laughs) It's fine. Nobody needs to die. Anyway, so they are still waiting on the keys to their property. And my in-laws... Their house is currently rented because they were living in New Zealand before they moved back recently. Mm -hmm. And their house is rented until the end of like September. So a lot of potential homelessness. 
send prayers and blankets thoughts as well thoughts thoughts and prayers yeah i never know what people mean by that like send thoughts and prayers like what are the thoughts I don't know. Um, this is what my thoughts look like. I don't know. <laughs> what do yours look like? Mine look like this. <laughs> I'm I was like, thinking. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking like vibes. So that was that no, was no. Mine's like. Vibe. So Make all the yours, 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 I'm the elk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I think it's just. It's kind of like in old superhero shows. You know, like when Superman, like. Oh, the little like oh, that came out of his head. <laughs> yeah. Sending thoughts and prayers. So it's like so. Anyway, life update aside, the uh, phone a friend tea of the week. Tell me. So, on most workplace websites, there are message boards, and especially intra-company message boards mm-hmm. that you can go on and like if you're having IT issues or if you're having a program problem, you post about it. Mm-hmm. So, in that vein, my company had this is like 20 years ago because it's my colleagues thing. So it's not my company, but my company had a page that kind of devolved into like a trader page where people just posted like random things that they were selling, you know, they were moving. So here's all I think meant like a traitor page. <laughs> it <was> trader. <laughs> no trader. <laughs> like Joe. <laughs> so right there. <laughs> but a trader page would be so fun. <laughs> So, <laughs> <Liar>! <laughs> so anyway anyway they had like a trader page yeah. where they posted adverts for things that they were going to sell and one guy on his work page decided to post his vampire novel that he was writing because he wanted people's feedback okay and i think he was like after oh what's her name stephanie meyer's heart for like writing a twilight-esque saga and the feedback he got was not what you might expect. Okay. This guy who, according to my colleague, had never said boo to a ghost, like didn't speak at work. He was like 23, 24, like very young, very quiet, like shaved head, very chill, like laid back person. Mm-hmm. He posted in response to this vampire essay, everything that was wrong with it. He was like, my name is not. Uh-huh. Cooper, my name is Lasgul, the unyielding and destroyer, and I am a vampire, and this is not true about vampires, and this is not true about vampires. We can go in the sun. We just prefer not to. Lasgul, the unyielding and the terrible. That was it. <laughs> so, the terrible and unyielding. One more time. Lasgul, the terrible and unyielding. Wow. <laughs> and so he posted like a five page thing about this. And I physically could not get over Lasgul, the terrible and unyielding. Well, a hard to find teaching. Wow. Yeah. So tough. <laughs> no. You know, I always get annoyed because my name only has one N and most Hannah's have two. So the little keychain things are always, that's not my name. So Lasgul is terrible and unyielding. It's a lot to fit on a keychain, you know? You know? Do do you think there's a chance he's trolling? No. Okay. Like the detail was such that one had to believe it. It was like a five page thing. Like it wasn't like a quick, funny, like here's two paragraphs of me laughing at you for being 
a vampire fan or writing this fiction it was it was like a detailed manifesto of the plot points that were incorrect based on vampire life was it valuable feedback I mean, from a real life vampire, one can only assume, I have you know, to. <laughs> like interview with a vampire. Where would that have been without Tom Cruise? Truly. I, I want to read it very much. So if there's a way to access it, I would like the archives. First. I would, I will ask. I, I just can't like, how does one choose a vampire name? Is it like the generator thing? I don't know. But I, think like, that's, I think that's going to be one of my new personas. <laughs> Last <laughs> terrible and unyielding. You know, like PMS week, I feel that I'm contender. <laughs> yeah, Mercury's in retrograde. My vampire side is out. <laughs> How often does Mercury go into retrograde? Because I feel like it's a lot. This is only mer- 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 Mercury. <laughs> that only ever goes into retrograde of all of the planets. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what we'd I, feel like I don't know what we'd do. Enters, I feel like the world would end. But I feel like Mars in retrograde, the ocean is now over the land. I feel like Mars just enters into the sphere of other retrogrades. It never has its own retrograde. You know? Oh, it's always like eclipsed by other retrogrades. Mm. Yeah, it's like your retrograde is not as cool as my retrograde, so I feel retrograde. like Mars is gonna have a lot of therapeutic needs after well it can talk to you know uranus about it because he too has a lot of issues so that's been our um much like lasgul he has a hard time finding keychains <laughs> oh, okay well that has been our um astronomy ted talk thank you for joining us <laughs> Woo! all right hang on i'm gonna click to my next slide <laughs> my tea is so I went on a date and I, I was, this is not going to be part of bees because we have a very special bees today at Christine. What up girl? Um, my bees today. I'm sorry. My tea today. It's all the same. It all I have lies. bees and tea <laughs> somewhere around here. There is honey in my tea. So I'm not entirely wrong. So anyway, I went on a date and I was at, I had traveled a bit, not too far. Like it wasn't very far, but the person lived in different areas. So I was like, let's just meet halfway. And we went to this tavern. So I went there. Different from the times where she surrenders her security and goes into these strangers' homes. There were other people there. Anyway, I went Such and- a mature adult. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't risk my personal safety to meet a stranger. So I guess you could say I'm ready for a mortgage. Residency. <laughs> Um, anyway, those are the tears of adult <laughs> mortgage and presidents. <laughs> That's it. That's all I have. We all have a lot to work towards. So, um, I parked in this, like, so here's the bar and it's like up the end of, um, a street and on the corner is a little teeny tiny, like parking inlet. And the park private parking sign is not visible. Let me just say that now because it's a gate and the gate is open and the sign is on the part of the gate that is not currently closed. So it's so like, if one got out of one's car, one would have read the sign. No, it's like it? no, it's like it's it's so it's it's like a I think an aluminum sign posted to a gate, but it's it, it when when the gate's closed, you can see it from the sidewalk. But when the gate is like slid open it's behind the bars on the other side of the gate so you can't see it so it's completely not visible so okay so i go back and there's parking back there and it's it's mostly like 
for businesses, but all these businesses are closed right now. So I was like, meh, no big deal. Like literally no one's here. Like I, I looked at the business, made sure it was closed before I parked in their parking. You're closed. I was like, are you? <laughs> no. Okay. Thank you for your time. So I moved on <laughs> and I parked and I was there for like a couple of hours. And I think it was around eight or nine when I was getting to ready to leave. And wouldn't you know it when I walk outside that this gate is shut in my car. Way is shut. Inside. The way is not there. It is not the way. So I was like, oh my, and my date is standing there and sidebar, he was like, he listened to like one episode. I don't know if he's going to listen to this episode, but uh, had a lot of fun talking to you. It's really nice when I had an intellectual conversation with someone that doesn't happen to me very often. Um, but it was like, it was about things that you and I would talk about. So it was, it was a nice experience. Um, we're probably, I, I haven't heard from him. So I'm assuming that we both agreed, like we're probably not interested in each other romantically, but it was nice to talk. So um, anyway, we're staying there and I'm panicking and I'm like, I am going to cry. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. So I'm like, what do I do? So I'm literally like, I'm holding onto the bars. I was like, if I climb this, <laughs> where are the other exit points? So I was like, okay, I'm like, get your head back on your shoulders. You can't just smack in the game. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I walk, so I walk back in because I just asked the bartender. I'm like, so and let me just preface this i go up to the bar and i'm just i'm in skinny jeans and like a blouse so nothing crazy and like a heeled boot um just the audacity of men just really quick i walk up to the bar and i just like i lean against it to get the bartender's attention because he's like on the other side and the guy next to me goes to my butt like he just he looks in my eyes and then just goes straight to the butt and i'm just like i'm right here <laughs> i'm looking at you looking but okay, I have like, I have bigger fish to fry at this time. So he walks over and I'm like, my car is in a, a parent private party. In jail. <laughs> and I was like, can you And um, he was like, yeah, 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 I got you. Um, he walks out. It wants you know, all you had to do was slide this gate open. Like it's very intimidating looking, you know? And I assumed it was automated. Like you had to have a keypad entry or something. No, you just slide it open. He was like, where's the retina scanner? <laughs> I was like, me, <laughs> you know, like scan my hand, you know? Um, so he was really nice about it. He definitely laughed at me later, but, um, he was he like, was like here you go. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, like, I was like, I, I'm not from here. Like, truly, I've never been in the city before. So I was like, I don't know what your parking laws are. And um, luckily- I know what weird jail you put cars in. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't do anything wrong. Free Delilah. Um, so <laughs> power to Delilah. She, she nailed it. She killed it. I was like, could I crash in this gate? <laughs> I don't know. It was debate. I was truly in my head. I was like, I have to leave. Like, I must go. <laughs> my people need me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> by people, I mean these two, these two dogs right here. So, um, anyway, I managed obviously to get out and I, I was just glad I didn't get towed, but it was a real moment for me. And I was like, what a great way to end a date. <laughs> so a little bit of a jail. <laughs> jail. Uh, Roy Gilmore has done it. So I guess I can do it too. Anyway, that's my tea. That's all I have. So that's great. Thank you. I... I'm so excited about this bees segment because we've never had a fan bee before. We haven't, you know, and I think that speaks volumes of the hive and the power of the reach is astronomical of the stories, you know, the yeah. impact of our work. Some would say the Lord's work. 
you could say it's divine providence, but maybe we won't. I don't know. I don't want to get smite. So. Smited or smote are your options. Smite is the present tense. I just feel like you shouldn't correct me because even if I'm wrong, I'm right. So or it only that smoted is my favorite <laughs> i like to combine the two <laughs> what you just said though even if i'm wrong i'm right that's the only option that should be on every american school system <laughs> like stop feeding into our stereotypes because they're correct okay um, anyway <laughs> let's 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 go to the hive let's travel I just took the most tentative sip of sparkling water in the world because I was like, I don't know why I didn't mute this. This was a oh. bad choice. <laughs> like, just go way over here next time. <laughs> just throw myself out of frame. Okay, so anyway. normally, normally I have many anecdotes for this segment, as we've all experienced. The bees main event, however, is unrelated to me because I have a friend, Christine, who thinks, not thinks, she, um, she's right in thinking, I should say, that we are her podcast best friends. We're besties. He sits at our coffee table, our tea table, every week with us. We love her dearly. Christine, you're the best. Anyway, she texts me, or messages me. Kiss. <laughs> uh, she messaged me <laughs> on Facebook, and she was like, because uh, obviously the bees has been a segment for a while, and she's like, oh boy, do I have something for you? And let me just like show you the scrolling. Oh my days. Here we go. Are you ready? So like I told her, um, I, this is a lot to unpack and I'm gonna do a live reading because I want a genuine reaction from both parties right. here. So we're gonna just dive right in because Dramatic I don't know- Dramatic reading is really our forte anyway. <laughs> True. You know? I mean, we have proven with our Moira slash David horoscopes that we're like really good at this. So Christine sent me this i'm just gonna read so everyone sit back relax close your eyes and enjoy my unless you're driving don't Don't close your eyes (laughs) so she says i preface this with that i'm from we have a mutual friend's hometown and i still live there and it's rural and a college town so options are slim pickings i get it it's like it's like living back in dayton ohio like you you get what you get aka red flag city and you have to ignore them the red flags or you know and she said aka red flag city and you have to ignore them apparently or something's very wrong with me so if you if you don't ignore red flags then i guess you're the issue in towns like this yeah or you could just be like a strong independent woman who doesn't need a man but yeah she doesn't she doesn't she's got like no i'm saying in response to those thoughts you know what men we have thoughts and that's one of them so (laughs) that's one that's one (laughs) i have three others but i won't share them at this time she says, so I matched with this guy and we start talking for like two weeks. He's a software engineer, 32, lives downtown in a pretty nice apartment building right next to where she works and they get along fairly well. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about going on a date and flag number one, he goes, well, I don't eat Monday through Friday. She said, that's correct. He fasts Monday through Friday because he's trying to lose weight. Flag two enters the chat. 
he starts talking about his spreadsheet on weight loss and how he can calculate it to a T. And that every night after work, he walks and normally he walks quite a few miles, but he calculates it perfectly. And that's how he's going to meet his goal weight very soon. Take a moment. How do you fast Monday to Friday? What does that even look like? Are you like a smoothie person or are you just like, no? I, I sometimes, you shall not well, fast. Like I food. sometimes accidentally intermittent fast because I'm too busy throughout the day. You okay, know? but let's not like Monday to Friday. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm so <laughs> like, angry by like four o'clock on a Monday. Like, how do people do that? I, it, you know, aside from the obvious health concerns that you should have accomplishing something like that and the inability to keep weight off by losing it in such a fashion. Have you, have you read any articles about yeah. starving that do that, dieting? People that do that? No, they, their goal is to lose weight and that's it. So it's like a, it's like a- Wouldn't well, that- I mean, this is the psychologist in me, but that would technically be anorexic because yes. the diagnosable definition is that it interrupts your daily life, like mm-hmm. disordered eating to the point that it interrupts or makes impossible the normal concurrence of your day or the normal patterns of your life. Mm-hmm. We know this, this person. No, but how do you live? I don't know, literally. Maybe he dies. Let's find out. I have no idea. <laughs> we don't know how this ends. He's Bon so, Jovi. He's living on a prayer. Okay. So uh, truly, uh, please let him live another day and then voila, he does. I just eat air personally. But so uh, she says, so I agreed to go on a walking date just outside of my neighborhood. We go on this walk. It's not too bad. It's about three miles talking. She says, not super interesting, but I don't want to shoot myself, which is really the standard by which we should apply everything in our lives. Don't you think? Um... She, he walks her back to her house and comes inside and we sit and talk on my couch for a little bit. And I'm finally like, okay, it's time for you to go. She says that internally. And then she, so she tells him it's getting dark and you have to walk home. So you should probably get going. And then she capitalizes. Then we have the world's longest. Pause. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Dramatic pause for dramatic reaction. Got it. Why do y'all women keep going <laughs> to and allowing men into private home spaces when you don't know them you gonna get murdered it's not cute it looks dusty like why why are you putting yourself in this kind of danger you are literally a deer that's like where is the closest rifle store? Like you are wandering wantonly into destruction. And you know, what's the worst part is that in your mind, you made it through that experience alive. So everything's fine. He still knows where you live and he probably has not died from his starvation dieting yet. Are you kidding me? So Christine, I would just like you to know that Hannah does not approve of your dating methods, apparently. It's okay. I get this from her all the time. I don't approve of anyone allowing a complete and total stranger to know where you live because that's how murders occur. Are you good? (laughs) You may continue, but formal protest. (laughs) Hannah has spoken. (laughs) Um, Anyway. Where's my gavel? (laughs) Then... We have the world's longest, most awkward seated hug. There's so long hugs are awful anyway, but a seated hug? What a, what a warm embrace. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, 
I've had seated hugs before, but like a friend who's like saying bye. So they're like, okay, bye. And they get up and go, right? That's not what happened here. This was like, (laughs) (sighs) she says, I'm not kidding when it's practically a cuddle. (laughs) Internally, I'm just writhing. (laughs) I'm just like, no, don't touch me. Anyway, she says, I get him out the door. Like that was weird, but he wasn't awful. And I don't give people enough of a chance most of the time. So I'd like to do it again. And then she says, maybe I'll force myself to like him, which I would argue, Christine, is red flag number three. Pause again. Okay. TED talk number five. Okay. If you don't like someone, that is healthy and okay, friends. Okay? Like, why would you be like, well, I didn't want to cut my face off. I think I'll take him to dinner. Like, Listen, why? I, I, I don't know how to tell you because I have been in these shoes on that couch. I was single not that many years ago. It has not been 84 years. Okay? <laughs> like, y'all, again, y'all women need to get your lives right. Like, if you don't like them at the first date, how are you going to deal with it when they chew loudly? Like, what are you going to do? You need to let him go because when you like someone, you will actually not only be able to tolerate them on the first date, you'll have a good enough conversation to want a second one. Not just like, it's like an infection. Like I should probably take a chance on it. I should, I should go to the doctor. I don't know. Well, I will say that neither of us stayed in our hometowns or in a rural town whatsoever. So that might be a contributing factor to the willingness to settle for someone that you're not so enthusiastic about. Honey, stay single or move. Like, no. Anyway, that's Hannah's advice to you. Let's finish the story. Okay. Let's let's get another paragraph before Hannah does another TED Talk. So she says a couple of days go by. and This could have been the whole episode. (laughs) This could have been. So this is going to be a long one, guys. I'm sorry. A couple of days go by. And uh, it's our podcast, though. So you just kind of have to deal with it. So... Uh, a couple of days go by and I'm in an amazing mood. She says something really awesome in my family had just happened. And he asks me, do you want to go for another walk? And I say, sure. And I meet him downtown. So here you go, Hannah. Now we're not near the home. Parked yeah, we did office. this backwards though. So it's fine. It's fine. Parked in my office because it's free and easy and we met up. So he knows where you work. Good. Well, I don't, she didn't say they meet up at the office. I think that she has free parking at her. Anyway, <laughs> a psycho moment. <laughs> um, Okay. So we're walking and she's like, how far are we going? It sounds to me at this point that she's probably been walking for like a minute at this point. And she's like, how far are we going? And yeah, because like, we weren't phased by three miles from the previous story, right? But maybe it was like just looping the neighborhood and it automatically turned into like X amount of miles. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. This sounds like a straight path in a direction. So yeah because okay. he's gonna murder you <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that um and he's like it's shorter than my normal route but if you get tired i'll call you an uber and she says when i tell you this man marched my ass literally across the entire town i'm not kidding it sounds like you and i when i make you travel because i like to walk cities like i like to walk everywhere and i'm like emma it's gonna be like a little walk and she's like that was 10 miles (laughs) yeah she says we're about two miles from my office my feet are hurting but things haven't gotten weird yet other than i'm pretty sure we're going to get hit by a car because we're walking on the side of a four-lane bypass with no sidewalk 
<laughs> okay. I ever so intensely, and I would argue that at this point, I don't think I would consider this an intense question because at this point he's been to your home. So you kind of already surpassed. Is there anything you'd like to say before I tell you what the question was? No. Okay, and it says no. My best weed and seed date question. I love that phrase, by the way, I'm 100% going to adopt that. If I asked your ex, what would they say about you? They couldn't because they're dead. <laughs> See, I like to ask myself this question sometimes. Like what my exes say, and I know what they would say because they always do. Sociopaths always revert to my ex was crazy. So according to them, I'm sure I'm insane. So I think most of them would say my ex had a problem with credit card debt and <laughs> church would say amen. <laughs> like- <laughs> well, <laughs> that's just back to life, baby. <laughs> and we all been there. It's fine. I'm in the struggle. I live in the struggle. We are like <laughs> the Venn diagram is a circle. Just one circle. Just singular circle. No two circles about it. Uh, okay, so he and let me tell you, I knew I, I, I knew after I read that question that this is what he was going to say. He proceeds to tell me about the crazy girl, quote unquote, oh, who no. had some mental health issues that he did not describe in the nicest of terms while discussing her suicide attempt and her going missing and never talking to him. And let me just say- Because she's dead. This is really forming itself into a very, like, I read a lot of novels. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Like I read a lot of true crime novels. So. I'm just telling you, this is the worst whodunit because he did. He <laughs> murdered like, Yeah, she went missing. So weird. She's mysteriously gone forever. <laughs> like, it was him. <laughs> In the kitchen, with the butter knife, <laughs> Colonel Mustard was there. He was like, "What you doing? Oh, it's a murder." <laughs> what are you doing with that mustard? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Colonel Mustard murdered with mustard, but say that ten times fast. <laughs> anyway, so he so. was describing his ex as crazy, describing mm-hmm. her mental health mm-hmm. issues with mm-hmm. like negative language. From yes. what I'm picking up, negative rhetoric, and then he proceeds to describe another "quote unquote" crazy bitch. Okay, if, if you have two crazy exes, you're the crazy one. I'm just like to say. Like crazy attacks crazy, which I'm going to yeah. leave Emma with. <laughs> but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I am in tune with my crazy <laughs> and I have accepted her. She is my constant companion. <laughs> it's fine. And I make no Literally illusions. to me. I don't, pre- we have such great conversations. I don't pretend to not have my issues like people like this do you know what i'm saying like i'm well aware of what's going on in here and definitely up here so i get why he goes on walks now because then you can't escape like mm-hmm. when he's like my exes were crazy Push all of them the highway. Were crazy so you're crazy so if you don't just accept what i'm saying yeah the murder starts now so you're not crazy are you <laughs> so this crazy girl who he had planned a tailgate with to meet his sister. And then about an hour after the football game, they were going to a wedding. Only in small town. <laughs> Would <XYZ>. that follow? <laughs> well, tailgate, game, matrimony. <laughs> they were probably all the same venue. <laughs> they were probably, to be honest, all of the, the same venue. <laughs> no, we're going to that picnic table. Come, come. No, 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 no. We're having like pre-dinner drinks. Where? On my truck bed. So. Yeah. But don't worry. The wedding's 
in front of the truck. So it's not, we don't have to go far. We're fine. It's fine. Um, so it's a different parking area. <laughs> he said, he calls her at like 9 a.m. that day and says, my mom is coming. I need you to clean the house. But hurry. Quick question. Whose house? Quick question. Sorry. No, no, is no, no, no. she currently tied there? against her will i just like to have we check the floorboard survey says yes <laughs> okay so uh but i need you to hurry because we need to leave as soon as i get there so so she reader she says she cleans his house so presumably this girl is staying at his house and he gets there and she's not ready and she's inconsolable saying it's just too much and she can't do all of these activities today you know i'm like, sure cinderella can't like she tried to clean she couldn't get ready for the ball there's no pumpkin mom's there for some reason so he takes her home and um so she has a home okay so she takes her to her home I, I guess she had stayed with him i don't know the details so he takes her home and apparently this ruins his day and then he has to go to the wedding alone and he describes that as being stood up which i just like to point out as someone who's been stood up it's not the same any comments yes okay <laughs> like We'll never get through the story, so I'm going to try and be really succinct. Why would you be cleaning your significant other's house? Like, mm-hmm. you're not their maid, ostensibly. The, what, yeah, I, I never... You're a grown adult? Yeah. Clean your house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, I totally get, like, a chip-in vibe where you're like, <laughs> oh, I can vacuum, like, me, while you're cleaning together. But, like... Mm-hmm. My name is not Lupita. Like, you don't send me in to clean your house. Like, mm-hmm. his house, her house. Okay. So, he's apparently humiliated. Um, and okay, so he's he, a psychopath. Yes. And she says, to the, Christine, our, our protagonist says, that's actually an anxiety attack. And I can relate. I have those feelings sometimes. Like to the girl that his, you know, his, the girl that he was dating who couldn't go through it all, she was having an anxiety attack. And she was like, no, that's what that was. She was just having an anxiety attack. Right? She wasn't trying to hurt you, you know? So, but he keeps calling this girl crazy regardless. So she's like flags three and four, in my opinion, we're at like nine and 10. And she says, I'm about, I'm out the door, but like, as in like, I'm done. Done with, with this person. And she says, I'm, but I'm still a little too far from my car. She's about a mile and a half away from her car. So here we go. We keep walking and we pass a chain sub shop. And he's like, I've tried to go in there a few times and they keep kicking me out. And she says, well, why do you, why why do they do that? Because he refuses to wear a mask. He then begins to spout all of this rhetoric about how masks are a symbol of oppression and he refuses to wear one and won't go into any place that makes him wear one. And she's saying, I'm talking like, he's talking like he's going to storm the Capitol kind of stuff, you know, like that's his attitude. And she's like, I cannot walk fast enough with my blistered feet. She's like, I need to go. Is there anything you'd like to say before I move on? Okay. If you think we got a lot to get through, let's go. Okay. Sorry. If you think you're in a relationship or if you think you're on a date with a sociopath, ask them if they care about other people. If the answer is no, if they have no empathy whatsoever, Congratulations. You're on a date with a sociopath. Leave. So we're walking down the street and they get to where they meet up finally. And she's alive. She's miraculously made it through the single life. And he asks me to come inside because I think he lives near where she works from what it sounds like. 
And she's like, no, oh. do not go into Lee Harvey Oswald's house. Don't do it. No. <laughs> like, um, no, thank you. And he's being pushy. And she's, and she's like, oh, you know, I'm actually just like super hungry. So, and he's like, I think I'm going to go into that sub shop with my mask. <laughs> where they don't, but I have to wear one. Cause you don't like that place, right? Yeah. I love that place. It's deadly. So, <laughs> um, <I> love <laughs> so him, I'll make you food. Me. You don't keep food in your apartment because he doesn't because eat you're Monday a starvation <laughs> addict. And then he goes, I'll order you food. And she goes, in all caps, I'm actually in a lot of pain and I want to go home. <laughs> so he was going to murder her that day. Absolutely. This was murder day. It was murder day. But she gets home and he texts her and we have the receipts. You can't really see. Oh okay. I'm not going to talk. I think for the sake of posterity, just read. Okay. He texts her nine and a half miles. That's how far they walked. Nine and a half miles total. And she sends him a skull like emoji, like I'm dead. And then he goes, good night, hun. Thinking of you. Thank you for walking with me tonight. If we keep talking, I promise I'll take you somewhere to make up for it. I feel like things are a little weird, but hopefully I'm just perceiving something that isn't actually a thing. Good luck at work tomorrow. Text me if you're bored. And she says, you were perceiving correctly. I noticed a few things that I just don't think we align on. So I think it's best if we move on. Thanks for spending time with me. Very respectful. There is not at all what I would have done, but. Sorry, I broke my own rule. It's okay. We're just commenting. It's okay. He says, like what? And she says, we can't have, oh, she sent a typo. She says, let me finish my work stuff before I respond. Because she was like texting him things that she meant to text your coworker. So in the meantime, he says, been introspecting. I'm pretty sure I can guess what you're talking about. So no need to take the time to elaborate. He says, in quotes, a tiger can't change its stripes, as they say. So I guess agonizing over it would just be an exercise in futility. We talked about a lot yesterday and I laid a lot on you. I knew that you either get scared off or accept me and let's be generous and call them my quirks. I would call them sociopathic tendencies and a real reason to go to therapy. But that's just me. I think you're really great and I'm really sad things didn't work out. Got that feeling of depression slash anxiety when I saw your message this morning. It's okay. Had been really optimistic about us. Now I feel pretty dumb, but it's okay. Apparently it's okay. I feel like it's not okay, but uh, I appreciate your honesty and directness. Time is scarce, so we shouldn't waste it. Thanks for going on two super lame dates with me. Swinging on the swings was fun. I won't soon forget that. I assume they walked by a park at some point. And thank you for the cuddling slash affection. The really long hug. Hadn't had that sensation of calm slash contentment in a long time. So thank you for reminding me of that. I still think you're great. I do care about you. And if you want to be friends or need someone to talk to you or exercise with, I'm here for you. She says, I just need a lot of flexibility in my life. Thanks for understanding. And he goes, yep, I may not know you well, but I think I get your MO. And he continues on a different day. Let me check the, the date. Six days later, he texts her. Want to join me for some walking exercise, exercise tonight as friends? And she says, no, thank you. I get the vibe from him. You don't have any interest in being friends or keeping in touch. And she says, I'm just not looking for friends right now. Read, I'm not looking to be friends with a psychopath. And he sends the emoji. The, the what emoji? <laughs> I can't make the face of this emoji, so I'm just going to show you. Oh, downcast eyes, straight mouth emoji. <laughs> to me, it's like... To me, it's worse than that. It's like... To me, it's very passive-aggressive as an emoji to me. It's very passive-aggressive. So then he's it's a very passive-aggressive emoji. The next day, he is sending her screenshots of places that some guy that he sees like he he sent her three photos and he just zoomed in slowly over three photos to this and says 
my next victim. <laughs> the crazy, he's like talking about some, some person that he sees on the street and he's like, just, he's like sending her things to try to be engaged with her basically. So he's like, sending yeah, her photos the, the random text or yeah. 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 So then he texts her, Hey, one day. And then she didn't respond. And then two days, not two days, um, about a week later, Chrissy, I miss you. And she says, enter his name here. We're not going to be together. I've met someone else that works better with me. Please stop messaging me. And he goes, 10 out of 10, rude. Eloquence school would have taught you to word that much more politely. Zero out of 10 score for eloquence. Fail. Sad. That's how I, like, that's how I would have read that. Like, oh, poor baby. And she goes, I tried to be less rude, but you didn't hear me. I'm sorry for hurting you, but I don't know how else to be blunt. I don't know how else but to be, but hang on. I don't know how else but to be blunt. So she's reiterating multiple times to him. This isn't going to happen. I hope you find what you're looking for. Okay. There's like a threat in this text, so you're going to be fascinated by this. I just want to take a second. Okay. This is an absolute, like this is a sociopath. And I shouldn't have said psychopath earlier because they're distinctly different. Definitely. I do think that he would murder people though. So I'm bordering towards, (laughs) anyway, he's definitely a sociopath. And the goal of his messages was not the response, but to get you to respond. Like the goal of these messages was to keep in contact with you, even if it was through coercion, because I want you to feel bad for me now that you've rejected me. So Mm -hmm. in that way, you're still connected to me and we still, you're still in my presence. Like I still matter to you. I get it. No, I, I had it done to me and it's, instantly like the most irritating and unattractive thing a person can do and it's awful it's the same as the i'll go away text (gasps) you're texting you can't go anywhere okay i'll stop bothering you it's like good that's what i wanted so he says to her in response to her being like i tried to be polite and it didn't get through to you he says so let me get this straight I know slash understand we have no romantic prospects. I try to be nice to you, reach out as a friend, which I mean, let me just make a note. She told you she didn't want to be friends. So there was no need to reach out, but you're too good for that. You think this town is so big that you can tell me to F off and that it won't be weird. Hmm. You know, this town is pretty small, right? Pull your shit together and be nice. (gasps) Okay. She says, please stop sending me texts. And he goes, there you go. F you. Okay, let's be dicks to each other. I can do that. I guess I really dodged a bullet with you. You're a jerk. He's cursing, but I don't want to like inundate you guys with curse words. So, but hey, look. Why haven't you blocked him? My question to Emma almost constantly is sure. why is he allowed to continue contacting you? Not why are you responding? Because great job. You didn't respond. Gold star. Why is he allowed? to still be texting you mm-hmm. now if the answer is because i want to be able to track his phone for when he tries to murder me and climb through <laughs> my back window i understand good job if however it is for any other reason honey block him mm-hmm. like yeah. any listener who's going through this why would you let someone continue to harass you harassment say there is i think and i i think chrissy can vibe with me on this there when you are the way that we are so hannah is a very blunt individual and like waste no time and i'm blunt in certain aspects of my life but when it comes to like dating almost in opposite aspects like i am very 
tender in certain aspects and I will take a lot of time to say how I feel to prevent someone's feelings from getting hurt. Emma does not take that time. So we're, we're very blunt in different ways. Until it comes to dating, then I do. And I don't know why. There's just, I think it's like part of that, like, be polite to men and they won't kill you thing that we're raised Don't show in. them or tell them where you live or go to where they live until you're 99% sure. Anyway, we could, we could go around in circles with that. But anyway, I will say that when you are a people pleaser the way that we are, it's enough for me to not save your number. Like it's until you like really cross a line with me, I don't usually block numbers. I just don't save them, you know? So I used to do this thing that in hindsight, I'm like, why didn't I just block them? But I, I didn't block them because I wanted to know if they were trying, I saved the number because I wanted to know if they were trying to contact me. So like mm-hmm. I wouldn't answer their calls or because I don't have a, an eidetic memory. Like I don't exactly remember phone numbers. So if I didn't save the number, I was doing that to protect, protect myself. But in hindsight, I'm like, block them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just enough. I never save numbers anyway until I talk to you for like a decent enough amount of time that I know that I enjoy talking to you. Like, so when I've had men get offended by like me not saving their number immediately, if they give it to me, I have an app and I'm like, I've never met you. Why would I save your number? You know? So anyway, different strokes, different folks. We do things differently. She, maybe she's blocking at this point. I don't know, but yeah, Chrissy, this is not at all to be like, you should have done this. It's just like, I don't understand it because I think totally differently. So I say mm-hmm. the same thing to Emma all the time, which is like, why are they still texting you? Like, there's also, for me personally, there's also almost a macabre interest involved with it. I'm I like, want to know not just when they're going to murder me, but how. <laughs> know the details. Anyway, we have to move through this because we have a lot to talk about today. Anyway, he says, hey, look, I can be a dick too. This is great because we're in passive aggressive town now. He says, thanks for showing me your true colors, you Zoomer biatch. Okay. Woohoo. This is so great. I'm so glad we're making dicks to each other in a small town. Great idea. So glad we did this. In parentheses, you did this. <laughs> she says, I hope you find what you need one day. Good night. <laughs> and woo, he says, I'm devastated by your final words. I will go and kill myself now. RIP. I actually believe the meme that I think, I would say, I don't know all the details of the conversation. Maybe there was a meme exchange at some point. He says that you told me that you cared about people and I cared about and cared about being a good person. I guess I learned something from this. I actually believed you. You got me good. You're just like every other person out there. No different at all. So I don't know the details behind that, but obviously he's just like, okay, I'll continue. Outside of his mind. And definitely he he does not live in his mind. Outside his mind. He said, Despite all of this, if you ever want to apologize for being an asshole, I'm here for you and I'll forgive you. Yeah, as a friend, you don't even have to apologize. Actually, it's cool. Here for you and willing to forget and forgive. I'm going to text you tomorrow as a friend and I want you to strongly consider being a nice human being because we all live here together. I am Okay, I have new advice. Chrissy, you need to move. I don't know who you met. I'm not, you very can move happy. in with me. You, you need to move. move. I have a trundle bed free living space. Get out of there. So anyway, she says, please don't, I don't want to be rude. So Chrissy, I have not ever, like, I don't know her super well, you know, but I I know her through one of our good friends. She's a really nice person, a really good person. I believe that. So I really believe that just based off her responses, like super nice. So she says, I have friends 
I, I, we talked to a potential date that didn't work out. Please respect my wishes to end this now. And then, you know how like the people do like the various capitalization to be like, please respect my wishes, like to represent sarcasm. What the heck, Chrissy? You think I would date you? You were the last woman on earth. This is great. Um, okay, maybe I would, but you'd have to convince me. <laughs> I don't want to be rude or anything. He's quoting her. Um, you were literally as rude as possibly imaginable. I have friends. Um, is this a threat or something? If no, okay. If yes, then you're crazy. Stop being crazy and just be a polite and normal human being. And she's like, what is polite? You know, like to her, like, and to us, and to every sane individual ever that has ever lived. She's been more than polite. And he says, this is a small town and you really shouldn't treat people like this. Okay, this is the fifth small town reference. He's going to murder you. Chrissy, you need a new zip code. Leave, okay. And he says, yeah, you would ask what politeness is, dot, dot, dot. Okay, and she goes, how should I say this? I'm very confused. I'm trying to be kind and I'm clearly not hitting the mark. And she says, on a, he says, on a scale of zero to quote unquote, not at all, how much have I tried to date you today? Then you send me, please stop messaging me. And then he says, that is sociopathic and extremely mean. Nobody in this text conversation is trying to date you yet. I will forgive you and be your friend because I have also screwed up a lot. She doesn't respond to this. And then he texts her, okay. I mean, we can be mortal enemies if you prefer, but I'd prefer to have you as an acquaintance or whatever. Chrissy, I'm so sorry this happened to you. This is so this is dark. Yeah. So she said, and that's my tea after she sent me those screenshots. So I don't know the truth. What do you mean <laughs> that's her tea? I don't what? know. There was no resolution. I will have to message her to get an Is update. she dead? She is, she was, she messaged me. When was the last message? February 26th. When was she last alive? <laughs> that, his last text, this was, like, the last text he sent was the, was um, 20 days before she sent me the receipts. So, in theory, she's alive. So. Chrissy, don't ever, ever okay. turn off that that was, iPhone. <laughs> this was a, a large, a large steaming cup of these tea. Like what's going in? Like we put, like we took the whole bear of honey and we were just like all over the tea. So that's what we did. And I just have to say that I feel like she has beaten all of mine, <laughs> except for maybe the catfish. <laughs> They're like neck and neck, but oh, buddy. And let me just say, we can't spend too much more time on this topic because we have a lot to, like, to move into, but final thoughts for myself. Um, I have dated men and talked to men who respond this way to me and they that's like the telltale sign of a sociopath is one love bombing so for him to be this attached to you after two walking dates sus and two it's the absolute you know just irrational anger and the hot and cold is a big one for me you know like oh well like you are such a bitch but I forgive you and oh, I'm still into you also. Like crazy, crazy, crazy. So anyway, anyone who's like, anyone who is like, who reacts that angrily to you being like, hey, very politely, this isn't gonna work out. You know, like I wish you the best. Anyone who reacts that way to you, certifiable. But aside from that, anybody who is ignoring your responses 
and less to use them as gaslighting bait or to continue the conversation. Like a normal person, and this isn't just to Chrissy, this is to anybody who's in these kind of conversations. A normal person, when someone ends the conversation, ends their portion of the conversation as well. So anyone who continues past that, especially to the point where they're rewriting your texts to mean like, I will forgive you for this offense. Like they are absolutely a sociopath. Like they are crazy. So you dodge like 20 bullets as far as I'm concerned. I still think she should move. But (laughs) the point is like for anybody else and, and even for her, these kind of people are never probably going to go away because you don't matter to them right it's about the the reaction it's about the interaction and whatever they see this playing out as so they're going to create that reality even if you are completely in opposition to it there's no way that that would happen on your part they're going to bring about that reality however they think they can Mm -hmm. so for him what you could see that as is like him continuing this conversation or him being like i forgive you i'll talk to you tomorrow like Please don't. And she said that, like, don't do that. I just, I'm such a firm believer and let, like, convince me I'm wrong, friends, the team, but at the team, convince me I'm wrong, but there is no benefit to not blocking them. Like, I see no benefit to you, to your life. Like, all you're going to get is negativity and threats from this text. And realistically, like, this person is either going to threaten you physically at some point or they're going to go away. So like blocking them, I don't think it like endangers you further. If anything, it puts up a wall so that they hopefully move on or it escalates the crazy. And then you have a police report sooner. So like I told her when she said to me, like I did not go through and read it because I wanted to read it live. And hopefully Thank I did you for stuff. sharing that. That was gold. That was wonderful. And I'm also thoroughly concerned for your life. So if you ever just want to continue to get away, just hop on over to New York City. You can stay here. It's fine. Okay. Anyway. Thanks for being our third at the table. Um, you always have a seat at this table. Yeah. Except for when you're dead because you murdered (laughs) Because you dated a sociopath. It's okay. I can relate. You and me. We're here. Okay. So I think it's time to get into the meat and potatoes of this conversation. I mean, good God. If that wasn't meaty, I don't know what is. I know what you mean. Yes. It is time to talk about MLMs. And there is no graceful transition from sociopaths to MLMs. Or is there? Um, We'll find out. (laughs) The tea is exceptionally good today. (laughs) Who made this? Mm, Very delicious. I would like to point out just really quick that I realized when I shared my screen that time that the box for shared computer sound wasn't shared or clicked. So fingers crossed, I can amplify the audio otherwise because I've done it before and I made it work. (laughs) Just in case you guys don't hear our usual um, audio cues, that's why. So I'm sorry. Anyway. What are we talking about again? Let's, we, We're talking let's about, let's just, let's take a few cleansing breaths from <laughs> the emotional investment that we just had in Chrissy's well-being. <laughs> okay. And we're talking about MLMs. So multi-level marketing schemes, pyramid schemes, however you like to refer to them. They're all over social media. And Emma, I think you could actually do a much better intro for this than I can because Emma was really the person who, 
I wouldn't say brought my attention to it that I didn't know it existed before, but it's something that you continuously bring up. Like it's something that affects you a lot. Well, I recently actually was um, contacted by an advertising company concerning a very special product that definitely relates to. Advertising company. (laughs) And I call it myself. (laughs) I reached out to me. (laughs) I said, this would be such a good idea. So please contact insert random name here. They want to work with you on a collab. (laughs) And I gotta tell you what they, uh, what their product was, was, um, was fascinating. And I just feel like we should just give them a little bit of a shout out. Dear listener, find yourself unfulfilled drinking the coffee of success, wishing you had something to quench the thirst of your internal need to be constantly annoying and harassing your family and friends that you haven't spoken to in 10 years. Well, wonder no more because Boss Babe Tea is here to help. Boss Babe Tea is basically a combination of everything you've ever wanted in a drink. Do you want it to make you lose weight? It will. Do you want it to make you gain weight? It will. In our patent pending system of several different methamphetamines all instilled with organic ingredients, let me tell you, whatever you want, dreams. Honestly coming true. Truly. And you know, I was very skeptical, but the first day I drank it, I dropped 120 pounds and I lost 10 friends all in one go. So I have to say it's very effective. You know, when we say boss babe tea, it actually cleanses your palate and it makes you good at yoga. And on our boss babe tea retreats, you'll actually get so many specific dreams of yours read aloud in front of the group and then they'll all come true. And let me tell you, We have tea artists that will not only read your tea leaves, but they'll then make you a tiny necklace of the tea leaves that you can wear every day to our other artist retreats. Can you say resin? (laughs) Also, with a startup fee of only $3,000, you've never seen a deal this What a steal in my right hand. All you have to do is pay $99.99 in back admin fees. And then each week, you have to post about four different stories. And I think it's like three to five posts of content. But let me tell you, this tea is going to change your life so much. You're not going to talk about anything else. Am I right, Emma? <laughs> you sure won't. I physically cannot shut up about this. I really can't. I can't stop Please talking about it. <laughs> okay. So um, just DM me for deets, hon. DM me for the link. At me. Go to my link tree or watch my YouTube channel. Thank you so much. It's a little ironic because now we are going to have a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, but it's not MLM centric. So yeah. Cool. Hey, we should tell the team. So <gasps> Ooh, exciting we... news. <laughs> Ooh, exciting news. Oh, even Lorelai woke up for that. Lorelai's like, I heard. <laughs> I too heard about the news. Um, so we have decided, mostly Emma has decided, and I got on board like the good first officer that I am, to start video recording our podcast and you might be thinking of course you guys did the only thing that could make this better is a 3d experience and you're right you're absolutely right right. but I think it just adds another layer of fun slash interaction to what we already love to do which is this podcast so it's so different specific details. The more finite details. Well, I actually, so I, I have a YouTube channel for myself that I never use. I think the last video I posted was last year sometime. 
Um, and that's just because I, I find, I just feel awkward doing it from just me sometimes because I'm not trying to be your run of the mill, like influencer with a YouTube channel, you know, mm-hmm. I've moved beyond <laughs> that phase of my life and the podcast took up my time and I was more dedicated to that. But I had someone ask me the other day, um, why don't you post it on YouTube? And I had not even really considered that, but I will say that that is a viable um, question and idea because there's a lot of reactions that Hannah and I have that obviously you don't witness just audio wise, but I think just really add to the experience. Yeah. And plus, honestly, like our dream for this podcast is that it is meaningful, helpful, and fun for you guys. So the more interaction we have with you, the better. And I mean, in all reality, it will probably be a great place for Emma's terrible dates to post their reactions to our description of those dates. So that will be content gold as well. So it's really a win, win, win. Mm, Truly. Um, Yeah. So I'm going to try my hand at video editing. I've done it before. So I have a vague idea of how to do it. Um, She's going to do that thing that the Kardashians do where they shrink everything. And then all of a sudden their butt is just like huge. Actually, I don't know if there's a time limit on YouTube videos or anything like that. So I don't think so because there's like the 10 hour log burning ones that I use mm, for Christmas. So you're right. You're right. There can't be a time. Mm, a Yule log moment. Okay. <laughs> I do love a Yule log. I know. I know. So speaking okay. of Yule tides, MLMs. <laughs> <laughs> They're the same. Christmas is a dangerous season for MLMs, so that's totally relatable. So so the sip, as we've discussed multiple times is MLMs, also known as pyramid schemes, also known as the number one way to ruin your life as far as I'm concerned. So um, my personal experience with MLMs is not me being involved in one. I do have friends involved, but that's the topic for a few minutes from now. When I was growing up, however, my mom, and this is a very common tactic of MLMs, they target vulnerable people. So like that's her whole shtick. So I see a lot of recently single individuals get involved with MLMs. And in this case, my mom was recently divorced and she got involved with Mary Kay. And this was back in the nineties. So it was a li- it wasn't quite as like easy to understand their, like their methods and their concepts, yeah. you know? Um, and it was, the market was saturated, but not as saturated as it is now. So there was still that hope of success, right? Everyone wanted the pink Cadillac. That was Mary Kay's thing. Right. Um, and so I remember they would meet at a Holiday Inn in a town like 15 miles from us every Wednesday. Like they use their conference room, like her and her upline and like her whole team. And I would go just because that was a free pool for me to use for an hour and a half. Right. So I went swimming when my mom did these meetings. But I distinctly remember this huge box of samples and cosmetics in our, in our basement that never went anywhere. It was just a giant box of makeup. And my grandma would buy it, you know, I don't know the details of who my mom sold to. She doesn't do it anymore. So obviously it wasn't a viable career path, but you know, you see in person how much product they make you buy in stock to push. And it's, you could never get through it all ever. I'm talking like moving boxes worth of product, like insane. Yeah. Well, and it's so weird because I remember like when I was younger and even through like high school, there were like jewelry parties or like pampered chef parties. And I remember thinking they were weird, but I don't remember putting them in the context of like these people had to purchase this and now they're being forced to sell it Mm -hmm. or they lose the money. Mm -hmm. And so it's so weird to go from like house parties slash makeup parties to now even on Facebook, there are like Facebook live parties and they're always like these random products. Like they are makeup, they are teas. They're, there's so many things They're they're fitness subscriptions. Now it's just so weird to me, but the common thread for me 
is that there's always this like illusion of community and it really bothers me because there's always this pull of like you'll have friends you'll have people to talk to you'll have money you'll have resources you're not alone and it's like why are we talking about that like no one's ever pitched a job to me like You'll have friends. Coworkers. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, that's kind of a given, I think. Like, can we actually delete that? Like, I'd like to be alone. <laughs> I would love an office by myself. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but really, it's, it's, and you have that community until you try to leave. And then they instantly turn against you. And I witness this all the time because I follow subreddits dedicated to MLMs and like the dangers they pose, which is like, it's a great educational community. There's a lot of people who come in who honestly don't know a lot about MLMs or have found it and can now recognize the signs of someone trying to pitch them an MLM, you know? So what are those signs? Because at least for me, like, I think over maybe the last few years, I understand what a pyramid scheme is, what the MLMs look like and, and how to look at social media and go, that's a legitimate business. That's an MLM. That's Mm -hmm. a legitimate business. That's an MLM. Mm -hmm. Well, beyond just some of the bigger, more recognized MLM companies. So like Mary Kay, um, it works, you know, beach body, there's a whole slew of MLMs that we know now are MLMs because they're very highly publicized in the media for having, you know, lawsuits against them. So I think I said this earlier, but couldn't you consider like Scientology an MLM technically because of the investment scheme? Yeah, definitely. If they, if their whole shtick is give us money and then you will get money eventually, it's an MLM. It's an MLM. Yeah. So, um, and, in this, in the case of someone reaching out to you and trying to you know, um, get you involved. Hun, danger zone. If they call you hun, run. Hun, run. It rhymes. It's easy to remember. Hey, hun. Hey, girly. Run. They're 100% about to ask you to sell something or offer you something. So in my experience, they'll message you like, I have this product that I love. I need testers on, you know, Mm -hmm. and it'll be like a coffee mix. It works just a lot. You know, it'll be like a slim coffee or something, Mm -hmm. which is just an influx of caffeine. It's just a crap load of caffeine. That's all it is, you know. So it's a laxative. Truly. And it's a laxative. I, I have my I have enough issues with just regular coffee. Like, please don't make this worse for me. So, fun fact what about myself: an overshare. Moving. I have no filter. It does not matter. Um, and you know, it's the so them asking you to test something, promising an insane sounding result, like lose twenty pounds. I need five people who want to lose twenty pounds this month. MLM. Um things like that, you know, or anyone who's like, have you ever heard of insert product here? You know, like, oh, I think that you'd be, they will, they'll compliment you. They'll overload you with compliments. Like, I think you'd be such a good fit. I think you'd do so well doing X, Y, and Z. The other thing I've seen, um, I can't remember the girl's name, but she sent me a message a while ago and she like followed up. So I was like, Whoa, okay. Uh-huh. You're serious about this, but it was about a career change. So instead of focusing on like a product or focusing on selling something, it was like, are you interested in a potential work opportunity? Because I need, cause I like, I publicly have like a LinkedIn profile that says I'm a writer. Um, I'm a technical writer. That's my job right now. But like, I have, I have that available on Google. So I'm assuming that that's why she directed this towards me, mm-hmm. but who knows? She said something to the effect of, are you interested in a career change? I am a travel blogger slash 
influencer and I am looking for other influencers and you would be a really good fit for this. I really like your content and I'm like, you don't follow me, but okay. I have a private page, but I love your enthusiasm <laughs> from my profile picture. She knew that really? I had good content. You. <laughs> I want you. <laughs> and so it's the new anyway, it was something to the effect. And, and I didn't understand what she meant at first. Like I, cause you just don't like, I don't recognize that immediately as like red flag. Like someone's trying to get you to join a pyramid scheme. So I was like, what, what work opportunity are you discussing with me right now? Like, is it freelance writing work or what, what are you asking for? And so she clarified that it was a, it was, it was basically a company that supports individual bloggers who go to these different destinations. And it, it, it was essentially an MLM that was disguised as like an influencer support hub. And okay. it was a team of uh, similarly minded individuals who liked to, uh, they, they did like a bunch of corporate retreats and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not interested, but, but thank you. She's like, you could earn up to blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're a pyramid scheme. I didn't know. Now I know. Okay. Yeah. Um, actually, speaking of the income promise, I have a screenshot because I follow another subreddit. It's called Data is Beautiful, and it really is beautiful. I want to take a second, though. There's, I'm sure you've seen them. There's this YouTube series that a guy called James Beach does, and it's responding to spam emails. And they're hilarious. Okay. But one of the things that he does in one of his responses, because he was going back and forth with this guy who was like, I have tons of gold that I need to move from like this random country. Yeah. And he was like, all right, but if we're going to go, we need to go big. And he drew this <laughs> graph and it was the, the <laughs> Y axis was amount of gold and the X axis was wealth. And he drew this like increasing line. And I was that's what I'm thinking of when you're yes. like, amount yeah. of gold, wealth. So this is what it looks like if you can, it's the glare is kind of hard. So I'm trying to angle it so you can see. Yeah, it's better at the angle. Okay, here's what you see. And at the top it says yearly earnings. It looks earnings. like a really skinny hill. Yes. Yearly earnings of Isogenics, which is a known MLM, associates in 2015. And this is, so density versus the amount that you would be earning. So, and I don't really understand like the four E to zero four, I, the semantics of the graph I don't get, but basically the guy who made this graph had a friend who was like, oh, I want to join Isogenics. And he was like, let me show you the actual average income that people are making. And this median, the moral of the story was that the median yearly earnings are $1,000 of this particular MLM for the average person joining this MLM thousand dollars a year so i say that because you the big one of the big draws of these mlms is financial independence you know like work from you home quit your job yeah, and yeah, you yeah, can yeah. be a stay-at-home mom and you, you can, can be a boss every two weeks yeah so, um they're addicted let me tell you and so <laughs> they are so into it. so um the, but what happens, and I told Hannah this earlier, what happens is like people will post photos of them using their income to buy things. Like I bought gas with my MLM income. Like, I, I bought groceries and it's like, I do that with a job and I don't consider that a selling point of having a job. 
you know, what does like the book of Job have to do with this. <laughs> what does Job have to do with? I'm just, I'm just like that. You need to read two episodes ago to understand that reference. So get back there. I just think the biggest thing is that you're, it's the same thing as the American dream. You're trying to sell people on a completely unrealistic outcome that will change their lives. And it doesn't seem realistic. It doesn't seem real because it's not. Right. Nobody's life is like this. And if they have somehow got financial independence through this organization, I very much doubt that you're going to be able to follow the same path because they're probably in on the ground floor of it, which means that them selling you on this product is how they're making all that money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just, yeah. I think it's really strange too, because this is me. I, I am an emotional person. Like I would feel horrible if I knew that people were having to pay money to be sold a lie. I couldn't live with that. So I don't, I don't understand how people can get involved once they know it's an MLM. Cause I totally understand how you can get involved and be like, Oh gosh, back out, back out. This is bad. I understand that, but I don't understand once, you know, once you're on the train, how you like put on your blinders and you're like, this is about me. Like, I don't know how you live with yourself. What are the, um, Oh, wow, that's my train of thought. There, people, what I want to say is people go bankrupt doing these things. There are some companies that make you buy so much product that you lose. The startup fees are thousands of dollars sometimes for these things because they send you so much product for you to push. Like, and you just can't. I'm not a pushy individual, you know? Like, I would not I'm be I'm a good. pusher, Katie. Uh, I push yeah. people. <laughs> I can't be a recruiter. I can't sell door to door. Like, I can't do these. I'm not a salesperson at all. Because I I consider myself fairly charming, but not in the way of, like, you want to buy this. I'd be like, you don't want to? Sorry for your time. Okay, thank you. Okay. And my boss would be like, go back there and sell it. I'd be like, no, they said no. <laughs> you know, like, it'd be awful. So. They already one. <laughs> yeah, so the idea I, has never appealed to me regardless, but... There are plenty of documentaries and like on YouTube, there's tons of like 30 minute episodes of people who are like, I got involved with an MLM and now I had to move back home and I lost my home. Like I lost my house. Like I lost my car and they donate all of the extra stuff they have to like, they, cause you can't sell this. They were selling things that they had bought for hundreds of dollars for like $2 a piece just to get rid of it. And you never make the money back. Like once it's gone, it's gone. And these MLMs, they get away with it for years until enough people suffer through it that lawsuits can be brought against them. You know, like it's, but it takes for a class action. You need uh, proof over time. And you also need proof of damages, which is hard to establish for one or two people. You really want like 50 to even a couple of hundred people to thousands of people because mm-hmm. then you can establish a greater damage and, and yeah. show that in court i watch a lot of suits so i'm basically a lawyer anyway so what would you say are if you're looking at a scale of influencers versus mlmers what's going to push you to influencer and what's going to push you to mlm or like what are some telltale signs because you read a lot of these subreddits and and from our experience what's something that if I were to look at someone's page or to look at someone's story, I could go, oh, that's just an influencing activity or, oh, no, 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 that is MLM. You're saying how do you as a third party identify who is an influencer versus who is an MLM? Yeah. Okay. Influencer is their, their page is just going to be them. There's no product involved beyond like, maybe they have one post partnering with insert product here, you know, but most of the time influencers don't, 
make it so obvious, you know, like they'll, they'll tag their products a lot or they'll do giveaways with their products and that's how they push. But with MLMs, I think they technically also have to tag ad legally on Instagram for anything that is paid content or something that they're advertising on behalf of a brand. Mm -hmm. They also tend, the follower count is also a dead giveaway versus like influencer versus MLM. MLMers just aren't going to have as many followers MLMers aren't going to have as many followers as, as um, an influencer is because an influencer, right. your product is yourself, you know, like, mm-hmm. and that's, that's their unachievable dream for people is be me, you know, and MLMer is going there. Their whole page is their product. That's it. You know, like it's this tea, it's this program, it's this makeup, it's whatever it is your MLM mm-hmm. is, you know, like, and not, that's not, let's not generalize. I have friends who are MLMers who don't, push like but that's also why they're not quote unquote you know like ooh top of the business that's not why but in the world of MLMs that's why um and you if you go to anyone's page on Instagram and you see them they are also really dumb and they put it in their bio most of the time you know so if they have anything with like a tea leaf run because that's an MLM you know like boy mom big giveaway A lot of influencers have like boy mom or girl mom. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's when I go to someone's page, like, cause you don't even have to, they'll, they'll come to you, you know? So, but in any case, when I go to someone's page, dead giveaways are consultant in their bio with like a leaf or some other product next to it, or a lot of posts of them talking about like self-empowerment is a big one for them. You know, like that's like their, their whole shtick is being yeah, like, change your life. Yeah. So a lot of just like selfies with like a huge, a, a paragraph of like, you know, change your life. Don't wait. And then the hashtags will be like Herbalife or something like that, you know? Yeah. So I would say it's not hard to tell if you know anything about MLMs. So if you're blind to it, DM me and I'll tell you. Yeah. Okay. Clubhouse. Got so it. in the vein of MLM conversations, I saw two of the makeup consultants posting about uh, two of the makeup artists for the company because I was watching some of the how-to videos that they posted about DM me for the link live later in CH or live later in what they said was Clubhouse, but I couldn't remember at the time. But I didn't understand why, because all of the point of Instagram is come to my page for the content. Mm -hmm. So dm me for the link was really weird to me because i'm like what are is there like a zoom thing like what why would you be directing people away from your instagram like why wouldn't you instagram live or we're doing an instagram live at 2 p.m like where are you going and why are you going there so the bbc not us not the bb cheap but the actual bbc is explaining i had to send a direct message to somebody who said dm me for the link to ch it was about a podcast episode as well. The weirdest thing. So I had to DM someone and he was like, Hey, this is it. And I'm like, sorry, I won't be attending. I'm just using this for podcast fodder. So clubhouse, what it is and how do you get invited? Less than a year old clubhouse already ticks the boxes for being the next big thing. You type super famous users, controversy, fans, <laughs> And a massive valuation, despite not making any money, obviously. Why should I care? You're all wondering. Don't worry. I I have been wondering. Please tell me. BBC New. Uh, Tesla and SpaceX billionaire Elon Musk has been using Clubhouse. That's not why you care, but that's just the next picture. 
It's causing waves around the world from the US where the app started to China, Brazil, and Turkey. Apparently Turkey ranked last in that list. Wherever you are, you'll probably be hearing about it soon. Mm -hmm. I did on my Instagram. Some of the world's super rich and famous are already big names on the app. So Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, Drake and Kanye West, anything Kanye West uses obviously is gold. I'm not into it. Oprah Winfrey. And inevitably, this rush of hype and fame has been followed by money with venture capitalists already valuing Clubhouse at over 1 billion, 0.7 billion, according to the Financial Times, a fair chunk of change for an app that currently has no way of making money. How does Clubhouse (laughs) work? Well, what the app, what makes the app stand out is the lack of text, pictures, and videos. It's audio only. So you're literally paying for a voice note or not paying. I don't understand. Also, everything happens live in real time. You can start a virtual room yourself or join one other people are speaking in. Generally, a certain number of people alone can speak. Like you can't just chime in. Everyone else only has the option to listen, but you can raise your hand and ask to be allowed to talk. Within the app, conversations aren't recorded or made available for playback later. So you have to catch everything as it happens. Why is that good? The BBC's next question. The the audio only format gives it the intimacy of listening to a podcast or talk radio show. Okay. And although many people just use the app to speak to their friends, you can hear famous and influential people such as Tesla casually chatting as if you were in the room with them. A possibly unforeseen advantage is as a new app, it has managed to avoid the restrictions some governments have placed on existing big social media platforms, but it's already been banned in China. Sorry. The new site Quartz reported Chinese clubhouse members had been using the space to talk about topics they would otherwise be censored for speaking about, such as democracy, RIP, mm. and turning invite codes into hot merchandise. And anyway, they, they launched additional apps to try to fill that space once clubhouse was banned. You have to have an iPhone to run clubhouse. Sorry, Android users. It's not available on Huawei, Samsung, LG, or any other Android phone. And even iPhone owners can't just start dropping in on conversations after downloading the app store. It's by invitation only. At first, existing users have only two invitations to send out, but that doesn't mean it won't be heading your way soon. The company is working on plans to open up to the masses. So what are the downsides? Like pretty much every social media app in history, Clubhouse has been hit with questions over privacy. The company says it reviews cybersecurity and there's additional research as to why it's important. It is also dealing with fall after someone showed it was possible to scrape conversations from multiple rooms and publish them outside of the app. And Clubhouse cannot provide any privacy promises for their conversations. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but basically it's, it's an app that allows you to drop in. So my question, and I think the BBC's question that they somehow didn't answer is why is this a $1.7 billion company or a $0.7 billion company when there's no income stream to it. So my thinking is, let me read the message from the guy that sent me the link. But my thinking is that you're paying for the link. Okay. Yeah. That's gotta be it, right? I mean, there's- I mean, maybe, but he said, hey, the conversation is taking place on another app, Clubhouse. It will prompt you to sign in for an account if you don't have one yet. It's a new app, so they may not be accepting new users at the moment. This is very reminiscent of Google Plus. Do you remember? No, but go for it. That was, you had, it was a social media platform by Google that you had to have an invitation to join. 
Oh, oh yeah. So it, I remember hearing about it where it was like really famous people. There's a dating thing in LA that's very similar and I can't remember. It's like Rise or Rocket. Yeah, you're talking or, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a few of them like that, yeah. But it, you have to be famous to gain entry. Okay. Um, <laughs> Emma's like, contest that. <laughs> actually, thank you. Um, I will do my best to join and I'll, I can fake being fake. I'll be like that heiress that pretended to be a billionaire or whatever, or the, the fake heiress, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyway, um, this sounds just like Zoom with extra steps. And audio only, so it's worse. Well, yeah, but Zoom, in theory, you can do audio only. You can mute everybody in the room if you're the host. Yeah. So it's all the same functionality. All of it's the same. So it's invitation only. I'm not, it is also invitation. I mean, yeah, you have to send the link for people to gain access to your meeting. So but I'm not understanding. You can have as many Zoom meetings as you want. And this seems like the number of invitations like to each meeting. And then in general for normies or normal people seems restricted. It's very interesting though. So the, the reason that I came across this in relation to the MLM is the makeup company was saying, I'm so glad I joined Clubhouse. Here's what we learned on our last thing. And I'm like, what the heck is Clubhouse? So it seems like it's, it just seems creepy and like a potential other scammy. platform. Yeah, it seems scammy. Um, and it just seems like a, a way for, I'm sure there's a way that they're taking advantage and it's just not clear yet because it's new, you know, so. Prediction some celebrities controversial hence controversy um controversial content will get leaked like jennifer aniston will be talking about how stupid matthew perry is and how she never liked him on friends and that that will get leaked i hope that's not the truth because an aside because before i do my aside my closing thoughts on mlms i have a (laughs) pre-aside um i I uh, obviously I feel very strongly about them in a bad way. I think that they're just impossible. You cannot make money. You cannot make a living. Do not rely on them to be your like your career because if the point that you're getting into it thinking like oh this is gonna be like my my moment it's too late. Everyone who has that like achieved that got in way before you. So. My closing thoughts before you're aside on MLM. I, I want to say first to the people who are not in an MLM and would see these things. One, don't be sucked in by the lifestyle promises. It looks too good to be true because it is. There's nobody out there who's living the perfect life. And if you're constantly comparing other people's highlight reel to your day to day, you're going to be disappointed and you're going to think that you're missing out. And you're going to think that you could do more with your life and you could be on yachts in the Mediterranean. And like, maybe you can, but it's unlikely that buying a product or the next thing that comes out is going to get you there. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's like, what's wrong with the American dream, the bigger, better, more people who have bigger, better, more kill themselves. It is not stuff that brings you fulfillment in life. It is not money. And if you want a new job, honey, get a new job, but don't expect this miracle opportunity, this random placement of product or community to immediately change your life. You change your life. That that's how that works. But to the people who are potentially in an MLM or are participating, I would say to yourself, make sure that you're being ethical in the way that you're discussing something and the way that you're portraying a product and your life, because it's, it is damaging to people 
if you tell them constantly that they can have this dream or that they can change this aspect of themselves and then you're profiting off of that. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I think if you know in your heart that you're not doing anything wrong and that you genuinely stand by this product, whatever it is, then fair wins and following sees. But if you know that it's not good, that whatever you're selling is some sort of snake oil, stop, mm-hmm. stop putting that into the universe. Stop mm-hmm. selling that to people who are unwitting and don't know that what you're selling them is a farce. Mm-hmm. Like you have to clean up your side of the street. The only way that this world gets any better is if each of us does a little bit. And that's the little bit that you can do is if you know, in the same way that like whatever job you're doing in life, if you know that you're doing something that's not right, stop. Even if your company continues doing stuff that's not right, you're not part of that. Mm-hmm. And that that makes change. Like, mm-hmm. I think the way that this perpetuates is that people disregard the actions impact and just focus on the benefit. Thank you for listening to my ninth 10 talk. <laughs> my only aside is that I get a lot of people who say they don't like friends because of the laugh track. But wasn't Friends filmed? <laughs> wasn't, sorry, let me reiterate. Wasn't this filmed in front of a live studio audience at least for like part of it? Because I watch bloopers and the audience is still laughing at the bloopers. So like, why yes, would you laugh track that? It's a lot like a lot of other 90s shows. A lot of them had genuine live studio audiences, not just laugh tracks. Right. Like Will and Grace, they, they, the French Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, a lot of them had studio audiences because the technology for laugh tracks is not that advanced at that point in time, especially in the like 80s and 90s. Like they had a studio audience that they edited. They didn't like produce (laughs) like, <laughs> <laughs> and like laugh tracks come from in-studio audience laughter that was a reaction to show so i would just like to say to all the friends haters you were wrong if you're gonna hate friends hate it for a real reason and not because you think they have laugh tracks because people hate thought it because it's full of dysfunctional relationships and a lot of really poor life choices and unrealistic lifestyles well, everyone's like oh those jokes aren't funny they have laugh tracks and i'm like Oh, people they laughed at them and they are funny and you're wrong. So I'm independently laughing. They are funny. That's true. I, I could like, if that, if I muted it and I read the subtitles, I would still laugh. Like it's still funny. So anyway, uh, I think we cover our topic pretty well. This is a long one. So welcome guys. This is our podcast though. So uh, we get to be here for both a long and a good time. And as always, we thought this would be just a funny topic and it turned into something really serious. Also, Check in on Chrissy because we really Chrissy <laughs> message me after you hear this. Let me know that you're alive, please. Also, privately send us the name of this person. I can probably track them. I am basically John from the Happiest Season, and I truly track people for a living. One of the texts has his name in it, so I will do some research. So okay, okay. Well, let's uh, I guess close out. Hi, I'm Emma. Hi, I'm Hannah. That's the tea.